It's the Blues Rock Show with Pete Francis and Willie Witten. Welcome to the Blues Rock Show. I'm Pete Francis, joined by Willie Witten. Today, our special guest is Robert John Burson of Robert John and the Wreck. They've got the new album coming out on September 3rd. Shine a light on me, brother. Robert, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. One thing I want to ask you about is songwriting. Now, Robert, John, and the Wreck, you guys have been around for about a decade now, and you guys have been very prolific on the scene, releasing a lot of albums in that time. And not only are you guys releasing a lot of albums, but the quality has remained very high. So I want to ask you about your songwriting. You've been so prolific. What inspires you to keep going? You know, I, I think it's just built into our DNA. Um, we, if we wait too long and we're not writing, uh, we all kind of feel that feeling together about getting back in the room and, and writing, writing songs together. Um, and we all do it cohesively together. We all bring out different pieces of the puzzle and we put them together as a group um, to form, you know, to form a record or, or just a song, depending on, on where we're at at the time. And, um, you know, we just, you know, everyone's different when it comes to inspiration. Um, you know, sometimes one of us will be super inspired because they're going through something and, you know, someone else might be just in a different place and just like, you know what, take the reins on this, on this song. Cause right now I'm, I'm not in, in that mood, but because there's five of us, we all going through different things. Um, especially this past year, you know, I mean, when, when we're both, when we're all on the road together, we're all going through the same things pretty much. But, um, this past couple of years has been weird and uh, we've all, you know, divulged into, into different aspects of life because uh, we had the time to do so. So um, this past record kind of had different things going on and, and we all kind of brought that together um, to, uh, to form Shine a Lot of My Brother. And um, we all writing, you know, so it, it's five guys in a room, you know, sometimes um, not every song makes it and there's arguments about why this song isn't going to make it. And, and uh, you know, we're brothers. So, you know, brothers always argue at some point, but, um, but we love writing together. And I think we have a good team um, together and it's just what we do. So when you get together and write, I always have an interest in a group like yours, where there's multiple voices coming together for these songs. Within the five of you, are there common pairings? Are there certain people that for whatever reason tend to fall in together and can write a song because they just have that sort of vibe that makes it work easier? Do you guys, or do you come by yourselves with songs and then let the group sort of finish them as a whole? Yeah, I mean, that's all correct. <laughs> um, you know, uh, last night on the highway, uh, Steve and I were sitting on his porch quite a bit. Um, during that period of time and we would be coming up with with I mean it's more of an idea you know or a hook and then we, we bring it to everyone and then everyone kind of figures out okay well this is where a verse should be you know and stuff like that um, but you know I, I, we want the songs to mean something and we want the songs to say something and at the same time we want them to be enjoyable you know we, we we're not as artsy enough to just put some weird shit out there um that we don't want to listen to um so we we want to make sure that that we're also doing you know the song justice enough to have it be memorable and to have it be listened to and some songs that we you know you can have a great riff but if you don't have that good hook then that riff kind of sits on the side until you bring it back into this other thing which happens all the time 
uh, we have a new track on the on the record called Moving, and uh, we had this this riff that Henry came up with that we couldn't figure out what to use, and then all of a sudden he just played it on this new track, and we're like, "That's it," you know, little things like that. But um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it it doesn't matter if all five of us are there, if three of us are there, or maybe just two. Um, we all bring it back into the band before it's ever before we ever say it's done. Um, because we don't we don't want to just bring a song in and be like, hey guys, here it is, it's done. Okay, well I'll just play drums to it. You know, we don't we don't like to do that. <laughs> Robert, you mentioned coming up with hooks, and I think that's one thing that really stands out to me about your music. I mean, you guys are known as kind of a blues rock band, but when you talk about blues rock music, it's not necessarily something where you're thinking about bands that are coming up with hooks all the time. But listening to your music, you guys do have a lot of hooks. How much of that is a conscious effort to be like, hey, we got to come up with a hook, you know, every song that's that's really strong, that's going to pull people in? Um, I would say it's it's on the forefront. Um, most of the songs that we end up putting together, we we usually have the hook first and then work around that hook to create what the song needs to support it. Um, you know, and every song is different. So it's not every single song we have the hook first. But most of the time we we do really we want to make sure the hook's there and, and good and we believe in it to, to then provide the foundation for that hook uh, opposed to the other way around. But sometimes the other way around works as well. Songwriting is, is its own entity that is sometimes doesn't, you know, I, I've heard interviews with, you know, Chris Stapleton and everything like that. And he's it's like, it's just a lightning bolt, you know, that, that comes down sometimes and it just hits you in the head and you have no idea why you're singing what you're singing, why, why, why it's working but it's working, you know, um, it's just something in your brain that, that triggers. So Do you feel like the best songs come to you quickly then? I think so. Um, for me personally, I think some of the best songs are the ones that just come to you and you, you just, or you just sit on the guitar and the first thing that comes out is what ends up being the, the song. Uh, I think, for me personally, if I think too much, then I, my brain goes into a whole different world and I, I have to just put it on the, you know, I have to sit down and just walk away from it. If I start, you know, putting too much thought and effort into something because it, it probably is not worth it if you have to think too much. <laughs> Transitioning a bit in this idea of songwriting into the new album coming out on September 3rd, Shine a Light on Me, Brother. Two songs in particular, I'd like to ask what the inspiration was behind them. I'd like, and those songs are Brother and Anna Maria. Share with us, if you care to, what inspired those two particular songs, because they're tremendous. Thank you. Um, brother uh, was inspired. Um, a close family member of the band struggles with, uh, with mental illness. And uh, it's, it's not something that was all of a sudden. It's always been there. And um, I think that there's a lot of mental illness all over the world. And it's something that people either refrain from talking about or don't know how to talk about it. So they don't. Um, and it was basically our version of shining a light. Well, <laughs> no pun intended. Um, shining a light on that topic, which I think is, is something that's not easy to do in a song. Um, you know, especially from a, a band like us. So um, it's, it's definitely a very, very uh, personal song to the band. And, and um, you know, it's, it's real. It's not, it's not a, a story. <laughs> um, but, you know, just to shine a... I, kept, I keep saying that. 
um, just to shine a light on, on mental illness and how real it is and how, you know, it's, it's, it's not easy to deal with and uh, you need to have the support around you um, to deal with those things. And um, Anna Maria, <laughs> Anna Maria is just a, a different song um, in a of how we put it together and the, the rhythm to it. Um, I always call it the pirate song just because of the dun, 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 um, because it's just fun. Um, you know, and, and that was kind of a brainchild of, uh, Steve and Andrew, um, and Steve Major, our keyboard player, and Andrew Spatman, our drummer. Um, and, uh, that was one of those songs that, that we, we started working on and, and wanted to, to push forward with. And it took a little bit of effort, but, uh, it turned out to be one of those tracks that just kind of, uh, takes you by surprise. It took me by surprise. So, um, you know, that's just, uh, just the, the story of Anna Maria. One of the tracks I want to ask you about is Chicago, because that track has a really big sound. How did that one come together? Yeah, uh, that one's a kind of a, a true story as well. Some uh, relationship that happened over, over the, the pandemic course of this past couple of years. And, um, we just were, we're playing it in the room and, uh, we started, we started hearing that, um, dum, 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 you know, all that, that old Motowny feel. And, um, we, we put it together and, and we, you know, it was kind of on the fence and, and, and we, we decided that it needed those horns. And once those horns were brought in the 504 horns from New Orleans, um, once they got their hands on it, man, that, that song soared and it, it kind of created a whole new version of that song for us, at least for our ears. And uh, yeah, it's it's a it's one of the one of the great tracks on the record, and uh, I just can't wait for people to finally hear the whole thing once it's out and um, and experience it for themselves and to hear the reaction, just like I'm hearing right now. It's great. Talk a little bit about how the production and the conception of this album was different, or maybe it was the same as albums in the past having to be through the pandemic, and I'm guessing that some things were a little bit more tricky. Talk a bit about the, the way this album came together from a production standpoint. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it was pretty similar um, throughout the pandemic. We as a band stayed together. Um, we were, you know, the, the, when it first happened, you know, in those first few weeks of lockdown and no one knew what was going on. Uh, we kind of stayed to ourselves and would just do, you know, Zoom online of everything. But but then it got to the point where, you know, we got to get in the room together. I mean, we're, we're not going to let this, we're not going to let this slide, you know? Um, so we, as a band, we're still in the room together. We were still writing. We were still um, rehearsing, even though we had no shows on the books, <laughs> but uh, we took that time to, you know, really work on the craft of, of being a musician and being a songwriter. And um, so we had a lot more time to be together and write songs. Um, because we had no shows and we didn't have much going on. Um, you know, we didn't have a time crunch that said, cool, but this album needs to be done in six weeks. Let's get to it. Um, it ended up being like that, but that's just because how we, how we're used to working. Um, and, uh, yeah, as far as production goes, you know, we, we write the songs together and we get them to the point where, you know, we know that they're, they're ready to go. Um, what was different about this time is usually we have a couple local bar gigs or, you know, just out and about and we get to play these songs before we ever record them to kind of feel the crowd. 
and feel the energy and like, okay, this part of the song needs to expand because that energy was going so well that we just need to push it. You know, um, we didn't have that this time. So we kind of went in for us. I mean, a lot of us do it that way, but um, for us, we usually like to play them live a couple of times to see how they feel. And um, this time we didn't have that. So we went into the studio and, and just recorded the songs, how we wrote them and how we felt like they should be. And um, that was a little difference in production. But as far as the studio, uh, we, we worked with a good buddy named Jeff Frickman um, in Burbank, Sonic Group Studios. And he has a house studio. Um, it's a legitimate home studio. I mean, Andrew's in the living room. Steve's in the kitchen. I'm in a bedroom. Um, it, it's just really comfortable. And we've been working with them on the past few records. And we just went up there for a couple of days and laid everything down. And um, it, it felt natural. Um, it felt like we weren't in a pandemic at the time um just because how it worked and uh this album as well we used the 504 horns on and uh the background singers from australia um which are always great so yeah as far as production goes it was just we couldn't go out and play these live especially after we recorded them you know we couldn't go out and play them live for a few months um which is always weird because you just recorded and you can't you know present them in a way that we want to um, so that was the, definitely the difference, but we're excited to be back out on the road in, in a week or so and, and uh, get, get into playing live again. You guys write songs that are really accessible, songs that I feel like are pretty radio friendly. Obviously today, especially playing blues rock type of music, it's almost impossible to get on the radio today. So for you guys, I mean, how much of an emphasis do you have on trying to get radio play? Or is there more emphasis on just trying to get on major playlists like on Spotify? Good question. Um, yeah, we, we, we've been around for a decade, but we're still learning all the ifs, ands, or buts around what radio means. Um, we have a great team in the UK, and so we, we get a lot of radio out there which we thank them for. Thank you to Planet Rock. Um, and uh, also, you know, French National Radio. And in Europe, there's a lot of radio that's helping us out and, and, and um, supporting what we do. Um, we've tried little things here in the States and uh, we got a little traction, but not a lot going on. So, you know, radio is just a weird thing. I mean, either, either you got the bucks to do it or someone's behind that song that you have no idea about and that's why it's there. And so, um, you know, radio has been good to us over in the UK and the, and the EU. And so we keep focusing on that and, and pushing that forward instead of trying to open up a whole new, um, you know, can of worms and figuring it out here <laughs> in the meantime. You guys. But I do uh, think it's very important. You guys also do a little bit of podcasting. Uh, what? We how do. did that come about? Why do you do that? Was it for more to interact more with audience and fans? Or was it a platform for you guys to get to talk with each other about topics? And do you feel like it helps to talk about music and get your band out there? Yeah, you know, the origin of it was that we we were, I think we were on the road and um, you know, we can post pictures of every show, but no one's feeling what's actually going on. And so we decided to like go live on just the five of us and just hang out for an hour or 45 minutes, you know, and, um, and just engage with fans and talk to them and just say, what's see what's going on, say hi, 
say what's going on. You know, with, with this age, we have that ability now and um, it keeps people, you know, up to date on what we're doing. And then we said, well, if we're going to sit around and talk for an hour on Facebook, we might as well record it and then release it, you know? And then someone's like, well, that kind of sounds like a podcast. And oh, okay. <laughs> so we started doing that and it, it started out, we weren't as regimented, you know, we were just trying to figure it out, you know, like what segments would be, you know, and uh, everything like that. And um, I think we were, we were trying to do it as often as we could, but once the pandemic hit and we literally had nothing else going on, it was a great way. And we took it a little bit more seriously. I mean, every Monday we do it. And um, I think we're at 104 episodes now. Um, yeah, we kind of took it a little more seriously. And, and since we were doing it remotely from our homes, instead of all five of us, wherever we were, we got to, um, we get to hang out with all of our friends who are great musicians and interview them and, and just, you know, shoot the shit and chat, um, especially when we can't go see them on tour. Um, and uh, it also helped, you know, being able to interview people, you know, from the UK, from Nashville, from New York, Florida. Um, it gave us an outlet to do that. And so we're, we're still doing it. We still have fun. Um, I think it's still a great way for us to engage with everyone who might not be able to come see us within the next month or so. And uh, yeah, it's been fun. You know, I mean, we're, trying new and different things every time we have a chance to. So um, it's been good. We, we won't be stopping. We just have how, to figure how out how to do it. How helpful was that for you guys during the pandemic? You know, when everyone was pretty much in lockdown, couldn't go anywhere. The fact that you guys could stay connected in that manner. Oh yeah. I think it was super helpful. Um, I think it also gave the fans some encouragement that we're still a band, you know, I mean, some bands didn't make it. Some bands just kind of, didn't post anything and just waited for it to be over. Um, well, I guess we all still are. Um, but you know, it, it was, it was just our outlet. You know, we, we could, I'm not a huge fan of live streaming. Um, cause I don't feel the energy back from the fans that are watching. I'm just looking into a camera and hoping that people are enjoying it. And I, I, the energy that I get from the crowd is really what fuels how we play. Um, you know, we don't do the same show twice and we don't, we song go however they want to go. And when you're playing, when you're live streaming, you don't feel that energy. So um, I was, I was more into just sitting and being ourselves and talking and, and hearing questions and, and everything like that. And we've, we've done a, um, we did a live podcast a couple of weeks ago for a hundredth episode, which was really fun um, out of, at a local venue down here in Costa Mesa called the Wayfarer. And uh, we've done a couple only for Europe, you know, just because it's a time change, weird thing. And um yeah, so it's um, I am rambling, so I forgot what you actually asked me. <laughs> you answered it. No, you answered. No, you it answered perfectly. it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> well, the new album comes out. Shine a light on me, brother, on September third. Any final thoughts before we let you go? Yeah, uh, if you haven't gotten it yet, we still have the the pre order packages, which are really cool. We have some, uh, you know, only limited edition stuff in those pre order packages, which you can find on robertjohntherec.com. And uh, we'll be out in Europe in less than a week. And um, we'll be out there for, I think, six weeks or so. So if you're out there, come see us, come come to shows. And if you're not, we'll be uh, doing a pretty large Midwest uh, East Coast tour um, at the end of October into November here at the States, um, which we're just excited to be back on the road and excited to play both records that we haven't got the tour on, um, Last Light and Shine a Light. So uh, we're excited and we hope to see everybody out on the road. 
Awesome. So go check that out. Willie and I both have already heard the album. It's fantastic. So go check that out. It comes out on September 3rd. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the show today. We really appreciate it. You got it. Thanks for having me. All right. That's going to wrap up this week's edition of the Blues Rock Show. For Robert John and Willie Witten, I'm Pete Francis. We'll see you next time.